0: chumba casino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law.
1: 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And happy Friday, May 12th, 2023, and welcome to this Mother's Day weekend edition of what we like to call the Clash of the Champions. I am your host, the vegan you believe in Kirk cadet in the flesh as always, and this man needs no introduction.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is his tag team partner, none other than Jonathan Randall himself, the adventurer, your life of the party. And that's right. Your tag team of myself and Kurt are here to bring you the wrestling news you need to hear. And boy, we have so much to get into, Kurt. How you been? I've been okay. Just had a long day, but I get to rest tomorrow, which will be nice.
1: But it is what it is. But we did have a crazy ass Backlash show this past Saturday from San Juan, Puerto Rico, and that's right. And I gotta say, bro, one of the hottest crowds I've seen for a show in a long time.
0: Dude, I'm telling you right now, man, they were hyped to have a pay per view in Puerto Rico for the first time in what 18 years, right? 18 years, yes. 2005 was the last time. 18 years, and they really showed how much they cared about the product, about just everybody, about. wrestling in general and they really showed up for it more importantly the show was a success i loved it
1: yeah it was it was great both nights even smackdown the night before the crowd was mad hot and a lot of the superstars in wwe would like to have backlash in puerto rico yearly from now on
0: yeah i read about that
1: yeah they, they really had a good experience and they like really want you know to make going back to puerto rico a regular thing
0: yeah i mean i can't blame them oh of course not that that band like uh they're very passionate very passionate and um hell i'm surprised i've never been there either hopefully you know me and my girlfriend will get to go there one day but um but yeah you know my favorite artist is uh, from puerto rico which who is the host of that show and i'm talking about bad bunny ladies and gentlemen and um Not only was he the host, but he was also involved in a match we'll get into later, but we'll start off with the first match of that night. Well,
1: technically, he didn't really host the show, per se.
0: Yeah, that was weird, though, because they came off as if how they started off like a month ago or whatever, a couple months prior. They they started off as Bad Bunny is the host, but then later on, it was like, oh, well, he's just going to be in a match. So... Yeah, it's all, it's all
1: good. Um, In the opening match of the show, we did have Bianca Belair defending her Raw Women's Championship, even though she's a part of SmackDown now, against mm-hmm. EO Sky, who's yeah. also a part of SmackDown now. But with those issues aside, these two
0: women put on a hell of a performance. Holy they shit. Did. And you know what's the crazy thing? The, the Puerto Rican crowd was in favor for EO Sky. Yeah, Bianca was kind of getting booed a little bit. They were really yeah. behind EO. Really behind? Yeah, you. I tell you what, I tell you what. Um, you know, we we've been complaining for a while about, especially in Bianca's case, about how the buildups to the women matches haven't been good, but but the matches they turn out to be the opposite. They really caught us by surprise. They really show up.
1: Yes, and this was the EO Sky that people have been wanting to see ever since she got called up. This is like the NXT EO Sky. Right. Yeah, and they both killed it, but then as the match went on, damage control came out, and as Bailey was distracting the referee, Dakota Kai kicked Bianca in the head, which allowed EO Sky to set her up for the moonsault, but as she was about to do it, the referee noticed... Barely grabbing Bianca's braid and try to and try to get her to stop. And as she did that, Io Sky missed the moonsault, and then Bianca hit her with the K.O.D. and retained her championship, which obviously I wasn't surprised by.
0: Yeah, I was more surprised about the match because I wasn't expecting the match to be this good. That's what I'm surprised about. There was a little of a botched move in the middle of the match. I don't know if you noticed that because Bianca Belair had Io Sky up in the air, and when she Dropped her. It was like how the way you know Sky landed was pretty. It was like an awkward landing for her. I could tell, like that Bianca
1: was like really in pain in her arm, and like she could like barely hold her up, and that's probably why it went the way it did. Her arm probably right. gave out. But great match nonetheless. And af- as Bianca retained the title in this match, she is now officially the longest reigning women's champion of the modern era, mm. and the longest reigning raw-, raw women's champion of all time as well. Yes. Even though she's on SmackDown
0: now, I mean, are they gonna switch the titles like they did the last time? Or, or what's I don't know if they're gonna switch the titles or like give them like different titles or
1: whatever, but yeah, they need to do something besides a belt swap.
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's weird, really weird.
1: Also, I heard that after the match, Bianca and EOS Sky got a standing ovation backstage.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, it's well deserved, they deserve that. Like I said, that was kind of like a little bit of a coming out party for EL Sky as far as in the singles competition because, you know, usually she's just with an attack team with with damage control. But this is kind of like her coming out party. This is, you know, first time that we're like, okay, we're really seeing a confidence in this person now. You know what I mean? Yes.
1: And the the way it looked from this match with um, damage control interfering, it's looking like it's going to be... A split between the group very soon. And Eo Sky is going to go solo. And I think she's going to have a good year when she does. She's going to be off to the races when mm. she does. Yeah, but yes, it was a coming out party for her. And I can't wait to see what comes from this going yeah. forward. Bianca looked great, by the way. That pink outfit, that shit was just working. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, let's get on to the next match. We had Seth Rollins against Omas. And a match that had no buildup, no storyline, oh, barely any interactions between the oh, two. didn't see what's the whole purpose behind it. But whatever, the match was fine for what it was. It was cool, and then it ultimately ended with Seth Rollins hitting Omos with a curb stomp from the second rope after he already curb stomped him multiple times, but couldn't get the job done. But once he did it this time, he got the pin and he won the match.
0: Yeah, um, start off in a weird way. Um, Seth Rollins pretty much gets attacked from behind from Omos as he's posing in the middle of the ring as the fan is chanting his um, theme song. But um, it was an okay match. But again, I just didn't see what was the purpose behind it. No buildup, but it is what it is. We move on, which we'll get into later. Rollins is on to bigger and better things later this month, as we'll talk about later going on to the show.
1: Yes, and moving on, we had the triple threat for the United States title between Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Bronson Reed. And as I predicted last week, especially considering that Theory is on SmackDown now, Theory ended up retaining the championship after Bobby Lashley speared Bronson Reed. But then Theory threw Lashley out of the ring and then pinned Bronson Reed to retain the title, so no surprise. The match was cool; it was fine for what it was. I thought it would have been a little better, but shit happens. It was a, and it was
0: okay. I mean, I, I liked it, Bronson. I I really like Bronson Reed's performance. Um, I really hope for bigger things for him later down on in a road. But yeah, I mean, um, I mean, I knew Austin Theory was going to retain the title. I mean, there's no like it, There's... There's no reason to take the title off of him, especially after him, you know, getting the win over Zena, John Cena the month earlier at WrestleMania. But yeah,
1: yeah, but it's so crazy that like ever since WrestleMania, like you thought Theory would become an even bigger deal after beating John Cena.
0: But honestly, if anything, he even cooled off since WrestleMania. Well, they haven't really put him in a very good feud yet, and I'm not trying to. Look, I'm not look. I'm not trying to, to you know, push him to the off to the shelf just yet. I'm not. I still have confidence in him. I have way more confidence in him than I did last year. That is for sure. But honestly, Kerr, I think we just need to be a little more patient.
1: Yeah, that's fine. But I'm saying like, you you figured with like him beating Cena at WrestleMania, like it was going to be like a huge deal for him and like make him an even bigger star. Mm-hmm. But it did not do that shit. Like honestly, he does not feel, to be honest, he feels a little less special than he did before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm.
0: I get it. I think, honestly, we just... That's the vibe I'm getting. Okay, yeah, I, I, well, I don't know. I, I guess we just need to... Um, He needs to be put in another good feud. With who? I don't know
1: yet. We'll see. With Lashley, he, um, I guess now out of the U.S. picture for the time
0: being, I, it looks like he could be another challenger for Roman, maybe a Money in the Bank. Hopefully, yeah. yeah I mean... Roman's not the only top guy on SmackDown now. You have AJ Styles now, you have Bobby Lashley. Edge is still there. So yeah, I would um Lashley has yet to be in a storyline feud with Roman. So that that is something I would love to see later down the road.
1: Yeah, they haven't wrestled each other in about five years. Actually, Holy crap. The, actually Lashley was the last person to ever beat Roman clean at Extreme Rules twenty eighteen. Wow. The last time Roman was pinned was at um, TLC in 2019 against Corbin. and Yeah, I know. Guy... <laughs> Corbin. He was the last guy to pin him. I remember that. Oh, man. And then the last time he actually lost clean was to Lashley. So that is a story they could tell down the road. Yeah. Even though it was still stupid to have Roman retain at WrestleMania, but we won't get into that right now.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll get deep into Roman later on, yeah.
1: (laughs) In our next match for the SmackDown Women's Championship, we had Rhea Ripley, who's a part of Raw now, defending her title against Zelina Vega, who was wrestling in front of her family and friends in her home country of Puerto Rico, and she actually came out with a Puerto Rican flag, a part of her robe, and she... During during the match introduction, she got a standing ovation, a huge ovation, and you could literally see her crying throughout the entirety of it.
0: Yes, yes, and good for her. And that that is a uh, one of the things I really like about this show. This is pretty much more like a a uh, like a homecoming for some wrestlers, past and present. For her, for Damian Priest, even for the past wrestlers, um, we forgot to mention earlier in the show. After the first show, as Bad Bunny's in his locker room getting ready, um, Rey Mysterio shows up, but more importantly, Salvio Vega appears, who we have not seen in God knows how long.
1: Yeah, he had a great pop, a huge pop.
0: Yes, and it was so, bro, I, I'm quite sure you felt it too. It was so, like, I don't know if it was nostalgic for both of us. It was, but it was so great to see him again, man. And it was like a homecoming. So to see Selena Vega, you know, in her home crowd, the emotions, that that was just, that was very heartfelt. And um, it was actually a very, it was a good match, a decent match. Um, I mean, we all knew that Rhea Ripley was going to retain though, but I honestly think the biggest, the bigger winner came out of that match was Selena Vega. Because even after, even though she lost the match, she still, she got another standing ovation after the match.
1: Yes, but... There were some nice spots during the match where like Zelina Vega took the slipper and threw it at Rhea Ripley, which is
0: like um, a.
1: Yeah. <laughs> which is a reference to what well, a lot of Puerto Rican parents do, but that's another story. It's just
0: Latino in general.
1: And then there was one point where Rhea tried to do the rip tie, but then Zelina reversed it into like a DDT. Yeah. Yo, that's a nice reversal. I like that mm. spot. And then she did the Eddie Guerrero. She did the Eddie Guerrero tribute when she was on the second rope and did like a double knees to the face. And then Rhea ultimately did win the match with a riptide and retain the title, which we obviously expected to happen. And then after the match, um, Zelina got up, get, got another standing ovation. You could see how emotional and happy she was from that. And yes, it was a great moment. And honestly, it wasn't about her winning or losing, regardless of how the match turned out for her. Right. Just being able to have that moment in her home country, you can't top that.
0: Exactly. That's why I felt like she came out the big, the, the, the bigger winner. And, um, you know, coming out of that match, you know what I mean? It was a homecoming for her. And I, mean, I mean, we knew that um, that Rhea was going to retain. You know, look, look, you're not going to... That's any champion. Let's be real, guys. Any champion that just won a title at WrestleMania is not going to lose at the following pay-per-view. Take me to a time. Maybe if I'm, maybe my memory is not right, Kurt. But take me to a time where a wrestler won a title... At WrestleMania and then ends up losing at the following pay per view. I think the only recollection, I think the only thing I could think of, Kurt was RVD back in 2002. He won the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania and he loses that backlash at, at uh, against Eddie Guerrero. John Cena in 2009. Oh yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, yeah. Last Man Stand against Edge was classic. The whole pay per view was a classic anyway. Yep. Though, but yeah. Uh. Wow. Yeah,
1: but yeah, I was happy. I was happy for Zelina. I'm, ha- I'm happy she got that moment. Her mm-hmm. husband even tweeted, like, win or lose, this is your moment. Take exactly. It,
0: it was. She came out the bigger
1: winner. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm sure, like, no, no matter what, yeah, you could never take that night away from her. That'll probably be one of the highlights, if not the highlight of her whole career. And that's not mm-hmm. a bad one to have, even by any stretch.
0: No. Of
1: not. Yeah, but Rhea retains. I liked how she had Dominic's name on her on her ass, on her tights. Oh, I
0: did not catch that.
1: I didn't catch it until afterwards when they posted the picture of it online, but oh, wow. yeah, she had Dom, she had dom-dom on the back of her back of her tights.
0: Yeah, I did not catch that.
1: With Lucky Lands you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play
1: for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And wow. Buddy Murphy, I think, left a comment under the picture, too.
0: Are you serious?
1: Funny yourself. so. <laughs> It's so funny. Zelina's husband and Rhea Ripley's boyfriend are both in the same stable in AEW. Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's... Wow. (laughs) Wow.
1: In our next match, we had Bad Bunny returning to his home country of Puerto Rico to take on his former homeboy and also the home country boy, Damian Priest. And bro, that response when Bad Bunny first came out, when his music dropped, goosebumps, bro. Yeah, Chambea,
0: it was goosebumps because the crowd was just ate it up singing a song everybody knows that song i know that song it's just a few years old but um another um a little side note to that song kurt in the music video rick flair is in there
1: oh yeah i think i saw a picture of that
0: yeah i yeah rick flair is in the uh in that music video and um yeah, <laughs> that crowd ate it up, singing it word for word to that song. I thought he was going to come out to Booker T, though, but no, he came out to, to Chambaya. And he but, and um, he came
1: out with a shopping cart full of weapons, and that was actually a tribute to New Jack.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes, yes, I saw a picture of that, too, yeah.
1: Yeah, that response he got was the equivalent to, let's say, like, Michael Jordan winning a title in, in Chicago or... Or I,
0: I think him coming out to the ring is kind of similar to CM Punk's entrance at Money in the Bank in 2011. Yeah, you could say that, but yeah, it was an epic, epic response. Like that, that response will definitely
1: go down in history. Holy shit, man!
0: Well, absolutely, absolutely. But we had the
1: match, and the match was great. These two went at it.
0: Yeah, these w- yes. within
1: one minute of the match, um, Bunny hit um Damian Priest with a michinoku driver. He did it twice.
0: That's the thing, Kurt. Ooh,
1: and then he did a moons, and then he did. A, I'm sorry, they needed a crossbody off the top rope to the outside on Damian Priest, and I like the line that Michael Cole had saying that bunnies can fly.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> but then there was this one point where Damian Priest was acting like he acting like he was gonna leave, and then Bad Bunny like ran up to him to try to stop him, and then but this ended up being a setup as Damian Priest knocked him down.
0: Playing possum, playing yeah. possum. He'll work.
1: He'll work. And then they were brawling outside, and then it got to a point where Damian Priest actually hit the broken arrow on the Bad Bunny through a freaking table. Yo, that shit was hard to watch, man. That was a very nerve-wracking spot to watch.
0: Yeah, but um, you know, you gotta, you gotta give him credit, man, for wanting him for him wanting to do that. Not everybody's gonna put themselves to that in a in a position. No, no, I'm sorry. A Part time wrestler who is mostly a celebrity, will not put themselves through that. No, they will not. Bad Bunny definitely showed that he was taking it serious. You got to give him all the credit. You give him all the credit. People could talk all the mess they want about that guy and all, I don't listen to his music and all that bull crap, whatever. But you got to give that man respect for him, for the respect he has for that business, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. He definitely um, shows up and actually gives a shit,
1: which says a lot then the match goes on and then Damian Priest tries to hit Bad Bunny with a kick kick to the head as Bad Bunny's against the post but Bad Bunny moves out of the way and then Damian Priest's um leg hits the post so Bad Bunny takes advantage of this and takes him to the post and hits his knee onto it oh, multiple yeah. times and hits a hits his knee with a chair at one point I'm sorry hits his leg with a chair at one point
0: oh boy Mm-hmm.
1: and as this is going on
0: yeah, hardcore and as
1: this is going on we are greeted with judgment day dominic mysterio and finn Balor, who try to come in to make the save and as they're doing this they're yes. countered by Rey mysterio and a returning carlito
0: yes and boy oh my god kurt let me tell you something when carlito came out i had to rewind it twice and the reason why I did that, Kurt, was because of the crowd. I felt that was goosebumps right there for me.
1: She was crazy. Dude. Holy crap.
0: Bro. They had a lot of surprises. I was just like, is this? I know, but just seeing Carlito come back, bro. And um, look, just for the record, WWE, res- sign him. Sign him up. Okay? Please. But, yeah, just seeing Carlito come out to the ring, oh, my God. This, this, again, nostalgia. And the crowd ate it up. That was like the, oh, that pop, Kurt. Very similar to when Stone Cold came out at, um, during Backlash between The Rock and Triple H match. But, yeah, that, just seeing Carlito again, oh, brings back memories. It was great seeing him again. He comes into the match. You know, he helps out Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny. And you know, Rey Mysterio does a 619, and he even does pulls out his vintage move. He pulls out the apple, he even does the the backstabber move. Yeah, and then he and then he um
1: shoot on the apple and spit it in Dominic's face after he was hit with a 619. And then as Dominic and Finn Balor are trying to escape, and Rey Mysterio and Carlito are chasing him down, on the other side of the entrance, they're greeted by Savio Vega and also the LWO.
0: Yes. Who proceeded to beat the hell
1: out of all of them, including including two sidekicks by Savio Vega, and they ended up chasing him to the back. It's crazy. All this shit was going on for like a good five minutes, and we forgot the match was actually still in progress.
0: Right. That's what I'm saying. Hell, was breaking loose. You had chaos on the outside. You know, there was still chaos in the ring. It was just like, my my God, it was just complete madness. There was too much chaos. Even in, you know, prior to everybody showing up, that chaos that happened, you know, amongst the fans, which I, I love that. I love seeing matches like that. But, yeah, it was just complete chaos, but but in a yeah, fun way. Yeah, it was way.
1: nuts, and the match is still going on, but ultimately Bunny hits Damien Priest with a Canadian Destroyer. And just like throws his body on top of him and gets the pin. And damn, what a match. This match was freaking wild,
0: fun. Some people are called it the Bunny Destroyer, I believe.
1: Whatever it was. It was still dope. He pulled it off, won. And I got to say, man, this is definitely one of the early match of the year
0: candidates. Oh, I agree. I agree. And boy, that Bunny was just on fire for these past month and a half, man. He was at Coachella. Then he was at the Met Gala. Now he's at Backlash. I just saw him just right now at courtside at the Lakers game right now when I'm watching right now. But, yeah, he's just – He's everywhere. Boy. He's literally
1: everywhere. Oh, I did yeah. like that Me I My because he's dating Kendall Jenner where she's wearing like a Wolfpack shirt and he's wearing like the LWO shirt. And it says that I think this is going to cause some problems
0: in their relationship. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you think so, Kurt? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just messed. I do know I don't know but still Yo, but,
1: but fun match <laughs> Oh, but boy. fun match everyone was actually very impressed with um Bad Bunny's performance to the point where they want to use him again soon
0: for SummerSlam I hope I think Salvio Vega pitched the idea that maybe they could do something be good to do something for SummerSlam and, but, yeah
1: and I'm happy they did a, a one-on-one match because I, I told you the original plan was supposed to be Ray and um Bad Bunny against Dominic and um Damian Priest but yeah Everybody apparently involved was confident that they could do a one-on-one with Bunny and Damien, so that's why they went in that direction, and it worked. Mm -hmm. And also, Damien Priest backstage is now seen as like a main event player, like a dude they can depend on in that kind of spot. And
0: and you know what? I'm actually happy to see that because I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I don't know if you felt this, but it, it, it kind of felt like for a while, a little bit, that the whole judgment day was just as far as the spotlight and getting like the bigger push was Rhea and I felt that I get that Dominic you know he's getting up there as a heel. um I know that um Finn Balor was in a you know hell in a cell match with Edge it's just it wasn't I just felt like something wasn't like clicking as far as being like a big push and all that stuff and then damien felt like i just felt like damien was like the like the uh the outcast a little bit i just i didn't see anything for this guy especially going into this year you know what i mean but after watching this match kurt now i'm kind of like okay great we're gonna see something out of him now because of this match
1: yeah i think he's gonna be a major player now and he deserves to be they put on a great performance both of them did and it's crazy how they started right. off as like tag partners a couple years ago at WrestleMania. And now in this scenario, they were mm-hmm. opponents and they made magic together. And everybody else involved was great, too, with Savio, with the LWO, with Carlito coming. And then obviously the, the Judgment Day. Yeah, everybody did their thing.
0: Yeah. Love. Yeah, that. just a fun atmosphere. I wish I could have been there for it. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I was kind of like, man, what if I just went up to Puerto Rico? <laughs> just I mean, I would not go to Puerto Rico just for wrestling, but there's so much to do out there, though. But yeah, just to be at just to be at that event. Yeah, I mean, hell no. I mean, why not? I wonder if they were like allowed to go out
1: and see the city because I-, I heard that when they went there for New Year's Revolution in 2005, that they were like told specifically like not to leave the hotel because of how dangerous Puerto Rico can be.
0: And... Are you serious? Yeah, I need to listen to this to that podcast about it. Then, hmm. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Okay wow
1: yeah but and honestly looking back at it now especially how this turned out this match should have been the match to go on last
0: you know what yeah you're right especially how the way went how the way how the way things went down yeah 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 because when you think of the last two matches
1: and especially the crowd participation in, in the last two matches yeah it was a mistake for it not to go on last they were burned out yeah but it is what it is and that next match we're talking about one of them is the six-man tag between the Usos and Solo against Kevin Owens Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle and it was a good match it was fine but I could definitely tell like the crowd wasn't as into it because yeah they were exhausted after that last match
0: well of course I mean you couldn't blame them but um there was a little bit of a dissension between the Usos and Solo Sokoa though a
1: little bit yeah, because there was one spot where like um Jay Uso was about to would have the advantage and then all of a sudden Solo tagged him randomly, and then as Solo was about to get into the match, Jay Uso tagged himself back in. And there was this one point where like Solo was going crazy on everyone, and then Jay like just tapped him on his back, and then as he did that, Solo was about to hit him with a spike, but then he stopped himself when he realized who it was. But even though he stopped himself, he still held on to Jay, like he still wouldn't let go of him. And then it ultimately ended with um, Solo tagging himself in once again once Matt Riddle had the advantage on Jay, And then he hit Riddle with the Samoan spike and got the pin and the Usos and Solo win. But despite the fact that they won, you could definitely tell there are some cracks that are showing.
0: Absolutely. And um, especially what happened um, earlier tonight on SmackDown. After after what I saw on SmackDown, which we'll get into later, I mean, is this something that is literally meant to happen, or I don't know? But yeah, I don't know. Wait, did we kind of predicted that there was going to be a little bit of a dissension after, maybe prior to WrestleMania? But did we did we
1: say that? Um, not with Solo, no, not with like Solo trying to with Solo happen. Having-
0: but I mean, with, mainly with the Usos, am mainly with the Usos.
1: Um, I remember with Jay, like you know with like the Jay and Sammy Zane thing, you kind of like Jay kind of felt like loyalty to Sammy, but then after a while he ended up just um, siding with his family again. And like, you know, I guess um, Sammy's always been in Jay's head about like how he doesn't need the bloodline, how Roman's using him, etc. So yeah, like that's been a part of it. But like now it's like starting to build with Solo, like where like Solo's having issues with them.
0: Yeah. And you know it's a scary thing about that like it's like Roman's like taking hot notice of that and yeah we all are seeing that and um, and it, it kind of like it's gonna get worse and worse but later in the weeks man especially after what I saw on Smackdown I didn't see Smackdown I still gotta catch up on it but yeah after you watch it well yeah after you see it you're kind of be like what the hell
1: the match itself was fine. It was what it was. It was kind of like a, you know, like just a match you would probably see on Raw. And the best part about it, honestly, was the whole tension between Solo and Jey Uso. That was the highlight of the whole match.
0: Pretty much, yeah.
1: Yeah, but we'll see what happens with the storyline in the weeks to come. And I saw a funny tweet the other day talking about Sami Zayn, how asking whether or not people are still into him the way they were like back in February. Really? Yeah, because remember how hot Sami Zayn was, like you know, around the time he was going against Roman for the title at you know Elimination Chamber, yeah. like they were saying that he'd maybe take yeah. the title off Roman, and he's still popular, but it kind of it definitely feels like he's cooled off since then.
0: A little bit, like I said, man, it's just how the way I see things, bro. When you're in in wrestling, right? This is my opinion. I think, I mean, I'm quite sure everybody will agree with me, but. When you are in good storylines, no matter how long they last, whether if it's a short one or a long-term one, you have to stay consistent. You've got to keep the ball rolling. So if I'm in a hot feud with somebody, right, whenever there's a starting point, there's going to be an end. So right after that feud is over, what is the next step for me? Exactly. What do you got for me next? You got to stay consistent because... As high as Sammy Zayn was going into this year, Kurt. With the Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.
1: Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? no purchase necessary void were prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
0: we all knew it was it was going to end afterwards right so in the back of your mind as a creator you need to think of you got to think long term not short term what's okay what's going to be the next step next move who's going to be the next person you're going to feud with and is this person that you're feuding with is that going to how's this going to help this other person you know what i mean
1: yeah i got you but let's move on to the main event as we had cody rhodes going one-on-one with brock lesnar yes and the match started as brock lesnar was like doing his little walk around the ring that he usually does as he was (laughs) doing that cody actually dove out of the second rope and dived onto him against the announce table and then that's how the match began
0: And you know what? This match right here for Lesnar, I like because it was so different from the other matches that he usually does have in the past where he's usually dominating. No, this was different. Cody at first had a little bit of the advantage early on in the match. That's something I've never seen before. Don't get me wrong. I know Omos had advantage over him. That's because of the size. That's different. Cody had a little bit of advantage over him. You usually don't see that in Lesnar's matches. So to see that, that was a good thing. I wanted to see something different.
1: Yeah, honestly, I thought this match was just okay. For one, it was mad short. For two, the fact that it went on after the Bad Bunny match also took away from it. But there were some cool things in it. Brock did his usual, like, you know, suplex city shit that he always does. And there was this one point where he gets rammed into the exposed turnbuckle. And he ends up. Getting busted open as a result of that. Oh he did yeah! Not blade himself. He actually, he actually did not blade himself. He actually did um, get cut open the hard way.
0: Yeah, yeah, man, that that was crazy. I, I mean, I liked it. <laughs> there, there, you know, there was a, um, I, I don't know what page it was though, but people were saying should you know, wrestling, go back to bleeding and all that stuff. And some people are like, no. And and me personally, you know, some were, yes. But me personally, I'm like, blood has always been part of the sport, even before our time. So why not?
1: I think for certain matches, it's okay. That doesn't need to be in every match, but for certain matches, like, you know, like a war games match. If it's like
0: a, you know, street fight or, you know, a match that has high significance then yes.
1: Like a violent match, like a match that's supposed to be violent. Yeah. Hell
0: in a cell. Bobby Lashley. Ble- I don't want to spoil it for you though, but Bobby Lashley was bleeding, in his triple threat match on SmackDown. Well, you already did spoil it for me. Sorry, I didn't. <laughs> I said me. Mean- I said not me to, But. And then there's one point where
1: Brock puts Cody in the Kimura lock. and as he has a minute, Cody um pushes himself up, and then he kind of gets Brock in a pinning position and actually gets the pin out of nowhere and Cody defeated yeah. Brock Lesnar. It was funny I noticed that like right when he pinned pin Brock and and got out of the ring he got the fuck out of there as fast as he could.
0: I want to blame him. I would too. Shoo. Sure.
1: Yeah, but that that kind of finish came out of nowhere. It kind of like felt like uh I guess premature in a sense and <sighs> You could definitely tell by the end of the match, they're like, yeah, this is going to continue. This feud is not over. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, that definitely showed that the feud was going to continue, and it definitely is. As two nights later on Raw, in one of the triple threat matches in which it was Cody, The Miz, and Finn Balor, Cody had the match won with the Crossroads, but as he was about to get the pin, Brock Lesnar... Randomly showed up at ringside and pulled him out of the ring, hit him with an F five on the floor, followed by another F five through the announce table. Grabbed the mic and like started shouting and yelling about how look at my face. Yeah, he grabbed the mic and started shouting and yelling about how he wanted a rematch and he wanted to have a he wanted to have a fight with Cody this time and that you don't get the better of me. Yeah, he was wilding out. He was freaking wilding out big time.
0: Yeah. I think I think he was more wild now because of the fact what happened to his face. Look at my Damn. face.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that was a nasty, nasty cut, man. You could definitely see it right in the middle of his face.
0: Yeah, bro. But uh, hey, that's the, uh, that's the name of the game. <laughs> yes, yeah, he challenged Cody to the match
1: at Night of Champions or whatever the fuck it's being called now.
0: Yeah, not a champions. And Cody later um, on
1: that night accepted.
0: Yeah, and you know what? Um, this is good because I, I knew that, um, I knew that the feud wasn't over. Because, um, like I said, man, I don't think it's right to have Cody. Oh, put him in the World Heavyweight Championship match. No, that is not the title that he needs to get. He needs to get after to t- go after Roman's title. So having Lesnar get involved in the match, costing him the match to continue the feud is a good thing. Yeah, I figured this
1: feud was gonna have multiple matches, and just the way the match of backlash and yeah, kind of like left you kind of confused, but whatever. But looks like they're having the rematch at the next pay per view, which will which will be fine. I'm sure it'll be solid, but yes, one thing I was happy with with this whole scenario was the fact that Cody is not gonna be in that world heavyweight title match at night of champions because he needs to be going after world titles when that time does thank you thank you and booker t was trying to defend it saying how like anybody who calls the new title a consolation prize has never never had a championship or never really won anything that's about that anybody who wins it should be proud of and take pride in etc and i'm like bro come on you know that shit is a consolation prize come on now you guys, I'm like, bro, you guys are not fooling anyone. You guys are not fooling anyone.
0: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, the fact that they're having the draft. I mean, come on now. Like what, what way? I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, it was very obvious that was like the right approach to do it. I mean, I mean, what were you wanted like? What were you gonna do back the same thing they did in two thousand two, where whoever's the champion is gonna be on both shows? That's fine, yeah. But the thing is, Roman but doesn't knowing, come to both shows. But but yeah, but yeah, but okay though. But but knowing that Roman doesn't really, he's kind of like part time now. So it wasn't surprising to me that he was on SmackDown. Yeah, but like I said, this whole stupid thing could have just been avoided if they had Cody win at WrestleMania.
1: It's already been over a month, and it still feels like it was a dumb move to do that. Because, like, with everything going on now, like creating wow. a new belt when they already have two other belts, and now they, they're on separate shows now. And fucking Roman was off TV for over a month. That's what I'm saying. And he, Tonight on right, SmackDown was. Right.
0: That's why they put him tonight, on. Tonight,
1: Roman appearing on SmackDown would be his first appearance since the
0: night after WrestleMania. Right. That's why they put him on SmackDown.
1: I get that Roman's having that run and everything, but you like kept the belt on a part-time guy who was gone for over a month instead of putting it on a dude who's there every day and could, and who has momentum. The fans are behind and who's already feuding with Brock Lesnar. Yo, tell me that Brock Lesnar and Cody feud wouldn't be better if it were, if it were for the belt.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. Are you serious? And in Lesnar, he's on the decline in his career. That would have been a perfect way to have like that last little, you know, run at the title before he leaves. I get what you're saying. I absolutely do. Look, but I'm just look, but look, let's not act all surprised about them having another championship after what they did for the draft. I knew that Roman Reigns was going to be on SmackDown. That was like the obvious the right decision to do because he is pretty much technically a part-timer now. So why would you put a part-time champion on your flagship show, which is Monday Night Raw? So they had no other choice to do what they had to do but bring put in another title. Now it goes to my next question. Now I hope that if Cody goes after Roman after this feud with Lesnar... When he does eventually does beat Roman for the title, do you think hopefully that they'll combine the titles instead of having two, like oh, the Universal and the WWE Championship, just make it the WWE title here on out?
1: That, I guess they might as well. Whenever that does happen, whenever that happens, yeah. because like like we talked yeah. about last week, there are rumors going around that they might not do the rematch until WrestleMania next year.
0: Oh Lord Jesus,
1: I cannot wait that long. Dude. And they may do Roman against Bad Bunny <sighs> at SummerSlam. Oh, no, I love Bad Bunny. He put on a great performance, but yo, he doesn't need to be in the title match.
0: No, this is not WCW where you put, um, what's his name? What's that one celebrity's name? David Um,
1: Arquette, but this is different. This is different.
0: I know, but still,
1: yeah, but they don't need to put the title, they don't need to put him in a title match.
0: Thank you, or any celebrity for that matter. All
1: right, but back to this little thing they're doing for the title, though. So Finn Balor ended up winning that match that Cody Cody was in. And then Seth Rollins won his triple threat match earlier in the night as well. So they ended up facing each other in the main event on Raw. And they had a great match. No surprise. But the match was ultimately won by Rollins. And now Rollins will be a part of the finals of the tournament at Night of Champions. And although I did not see SmackDown tonight, I did find out that the winner of the SmackDown portion of this was AJ Styles. So it will be the two of them at Night of Champions. And it's so funny. They're having people from SmackDown compete for a title that's supposed to be only exclusive to Raw. I to said shoot.
0: this. Yeah, I um, two things. Okay, number one. I said the same damn thing that you're saying when Triple H announced the tournament. I said to myself, okay, why are you having a championship that's exclusive only for Raw, but yet you're having competitors from raw and smackdown in a tournament that makes zero sense to me so what's going to happen if aj styles wins the title what i don't what? think you will but no i know i'm saying but it, like put that scenario in your mind though if that were to happen like th- that doesn't make any sense number two i um predicted that it was going to be rollins versus aj styles in the final okay but that was before Edge had um, posted a video of him saying about how important the title means to him, and how that would be like a last goal for him to accomplish before he retires. Because let's face it, we all we kind of forget. Well, I think I've forgotten that. Remember, that was the title that he never lost. He had to re- re- relinquish the title because of his uh, to get surgery. Career-ending surgery, may I add. So when I heard him say that, I was like, oh, my God. Well, never mind. I would love to see Edge in it. But it didn't turn out to be that way. So, But, yeah, it is Ron's versus Styles. AJ Styles in the final for the World Heavyweight Championship at Night of Champions.
1: Yes, we're going to have that match. We're going to have Cody and Brock. And it looks like also we're going to get Rhea Ripley and Natalia, Because on Rob Monday, Natalia came to make the save for Dana Brooke after Rhea Ripley was attacking her. And looks like they're going to be going in that direction. Yeah, it's, it's kind of. I'm kind of feeling like on Raw right now, Rhea doesn't like really have a lot of opponents where like you feel like there's a chance they could beat her. At least not right now. Um, yeah, the yeah. only other person I could see them putting her in a feud with that would like make a big deal would be
0: um, Becky. But yeah, but right now she's entangled with uh, Trish Stratus at the moment. So
1: I think a lot of us would like to be entangled with Trish Stratus, but that's another story. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yo, she's still <laughs> slaying shit. She is. Yo, she... I don't want to say she looks better than she did, you know, 20 years ago, but she still looks damn good. Like, she definitely did not age at all. Her, Mickey James, all those girls, they stay looking good. No doubt. Yeah, and then Trish also had that promo on Monday where you could like, tell they piped in all of the crowd noises. That's also another thing that pissed me off is all these piped-in crowd noises they've been doing a lot. It's, even in the Brock segment, the Brock segment... It, with Cody, they you could definitely hear a lot of it too.
0: That is dumb. They usually used to do that stuff for SmackDown only, though. Nah, they
1: would they would mainly do it like they started doing it really during the pandemic. And now that they have that toy to play with, they don't know how to put it down.
0: Good lord.
1: Yeah, so like Trish was talking shit about Becky, how like Becky was missing. She was like putting up Becky missing posters backstage. And then <laughs> she tried to pull a Sean in Montreal in 05 where like um, she put, Becky's music plays and like everybody thinks Becky's coming out, but it's just Trish fucking with them. Mm. I kind of knew that was gonna happen, and then, when it ha- and then when it happened, then when it happened again, I'm like, okay, Becky's gonna come out, and then obviously she did, and she laid out Trish, made her run away, and now it looks like they're gonna have Becky and Trish at um Night of Champions. I think they're probably gonna still do the feud longer and maybe extend it to Summerslam, but I think they're probably gonna, but they're more than likely gonna have the first match at. Night of Champions.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. It was funny, like, um, Trish was making fun of Becky's um, daughter saying how she doesn't know her colors. What? She's like, damn, your daughter's two years old and she still doesn't know her colors. Hells up with all that. Shit, but, yeah, so we're probably going to get that match. And um, it's crazy. Night of of Champions is going to be the same weekend as AEW Double to Nothing.
0: Yeah. I know, I mean, you said you're going to be in Vegas during that weekend, correct? Not look like not looking like it's going to happen that weekend,
1: but I do have a good chance of coming in June sometime. Okay. Yeah, money was a little tighter than I thought around this time, so unfortunately I won't be able that. to make it to that weekend unless something miraculous happens between now and then. But in any event, yes, yeah, so we do have Double or Nothing coming up in two weeks, and the main event is official. It's going to be a four-way for the AEW Championship with MJF defending against Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and
0: Darby Allen. Dude, everybody's been talking about that that uh, that turn on Kenny Omega.
1: Oh, by Don Callis when he stabbed him with the stabbed him what with the was screwdriver. That? Yeah, that. Oh. I kind of saw it coming. You could kind of tell, like you know, over Nobody the last did. Weeks, maybe over the last few weeks, Don Callis has been showing signs that he might turn on Kenny Omega if you've been watching the show. But with the way it happened here, it was very well done and kind of threw people off guard. But
0: True. I kind
1: of knew deep down it was going to happen sooner or later. Oh, wow. But that match was violent, though. That cage match was nuts.
0: I feel like all the uh, the, the big uh, stipulation matches in AEW are violent. So it's not a surprise to me. <laughs>
1: Like, Moxley's obsession with blood in his matches is, like, the equivalent to the Ninja Turtle's obsession with pizza. It's kind of like you can't have one without the other. What the hell? Oh, <laughs> wow. Dude stays bleeding in his matches.
0: <laughs> For real.
1: Yeah, and um, there was this one spot where I where um, I think Kenny Omega speared Moxley through the cage, and the cage, like, the side of the cage, like, fell down, and they fell out of it. Yo, it shit sure was nuts. Dang. And other AEW news, they, Tony Khan has a big announcement, he said, next week. And what that announcement more than likely is about is about a new TV rights deal between AEW and WBD. Yeah. And also the announcement of that new AEW show I told you about a few weeks ago called Collision that'll be mm-hmm. coming on Saturday nights.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, about the, the, the TV deal. Does that mean... Cause I was hearing about like they'll be on like HBO or something like that. Like, like, give me just give me a rundown about all that. So basically, um, nothing's official yet. This is just all hearsay,
1: but it's more than likely gonna be announced. So the deal apparently is worth a billion dollars, mm-hmm. and it'll have like AEW's content on the new um on the new HBO Max um streaming service. I'm not sure what the I think they're gonna have a different name for it starting soon called just Max. I think. Mm. So, yeah, basically with this deal, I believe AEW's, like, I guess pay-per-views now will come on there, kind of like how WWE's ones come on Peacock. Oh, nice. And also, and a lot of their old stuff, like a lot of their old content will be put on there,
0: too. Oh, ooh, okay. That's good.
1: That's dope. Yeah, that'll be, ma- that, that, that'll that be mad. That is good,
0: especially, has- especially on the pay-per-view um, standpoint, too. That That's really huge. Save me 50 bucks. I'm down.
1: Ooh. Yeah, but it's not official yet, but it's more than likely going to happen. So, yeah, that's a good look for them. That is a good-ass look for them. Awesome. And also that Collision show they're probably going to announce next week also. And on Dynamite, we actually saw the returns briefly of Miro as well as Thunder Rosa.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, she was getting interviewed and she was talking about how I want to step into Tony Khan's office. I was like, oh, snap. And, yeah, man, I was wondering when is uh. Thunder Rosa was going to um, rear her head in and when she's going to make her um, come out of the out of the shadows and finally back into the spotlight that she deserves. I missed her. Yeah. So it's, it's looking like with the way things are going now with the two of them
1: returning in the way they did. It's seeming like the, like um, Tony Khan's going to put like them and also CM Punk on the collision show. So I guess they they could be kept away from the people they have issues with and have beef with. So it seems like you know Tony Khan's putting all of his problem children, quote unquote, on this show.
0: What? <laughs> so pretty much he's gonna he's gonna, it's like he's pretty much like a gel show. I'm just gonna put all the bad little inmates on one show, right? Or the ones, who, yeah, or the
1: ones who don't play kindly with others, yeah, because you heard the things about Thunder Rosa. Oh my. Also, God. punk punk goes without saying. Wow. And then Miro's been having issues wow. the last few months. The last time Miro actually wrestled was in, at on um, the the All Out show, the one, where, um, the one where Punk had the meltdown.
0: Wow. Mm, mm,
1: mm. And speaking of Punk, Punk is definitely coming back soon. It might be at that Collision show or the Dynamite before, which is also going to be in Chicago. And although I did say he, might, mm. he may feud with Chris Jericho when he gets back, another person he's supposedly been pitching to feud with is Samoa Joe. Oh,
0: That would be good. And they used to feud with each other in Ring of Honor. Hell yes. Yes.
1: And I found out that they actually haven't. Yes. And I actually found out they haven't wrestled each other since 2005.
0: Yeah. Ring of Honor.
1: Yeah. Right before Punk left to come to WWE. Yeah. Yeah. I would personally love to see that. I would love to see that feud. Yes. Are you serious? Who would not? I'm not like chomping at the bit to, to see like, you know, Punk against Kenny Omega or Punk against Hangman Adam Page again. Those guys don't have to work with each other it'd be cool if it happened but i'm not like chomping at the bid for it but punk and samoa joe i would love to see yes yeah but we'll see what happens whenever he comes back because it's inevitable it is inevitable
0: Mm. it is
1: yeah i guess it's it's the sense where like um cm punk is just somebody like even though he is a pain in the ass he just makes them too much money and it's i guess in that sense the amount of money they make from him it's worth putting up with all that Hmm. But I do maintain, I do maintain whenever he does come back, he does have a lot of apologizing to do if he hasn't done so already. He does. Yeah, but that's crazy. Yeah, AEW's going to have a billion dollar TV rights deal. And they sold over 60,000 tickets for the Wembley show,
0: also. Holy crap, it's getting higher. You see, not a surprise. It's getting higher and higher up by the moment. When is it again? August? August 27th. But the thing is, they have the all out pay per view the
1: week after. Huh. Yeah, it's so weird that they're having these shows so close together, but... Yeah, yeah. A week? Wow. And I remember Eric Bischoff was saying some shit that they should have um, Punk go against Goldberg at that show at Wembley Stadium.
0: Hmm, that's actually... Uh... Because
1: Goldberg is a free agent, and I guess it would be a marquee match on paper, but I'm not trying to see all that. Right. And also, there's been stories coming out recently and getting into WWE real fast about Drew McIntyre um, supposedly not re-signing with WWE when his contract expires. And the way it's looking now is that it's kind of up in the air of whether or not he's going to stay. Oh, really? Yeah, because um, he's been out ever since WrestleMania because he's been hurt. He's had, like, some injuries he's been trying to heal. Hell, even before WrestleMania, I think I mentioned that he was hurt, but he just wanted to get through Mania and do that match, obviously. And um, supposedly Mm. he hasn't been happy with like the way things have been going with him the last few years, I guess, some communication issues probably among other things. So there is a possibility that he might not be signed with them, but his contract does not expire until the beginning of 2024.
0: Okay. So most likely whenever he comes back from his injury, we'll still see him compete. Probably pretty much have that, that last run. Hopefully his last run will be like, good and memorable
1: but that's if he does leave there's no guarantee that he will leave but if he does yeah it would be nice for him i
0: know but i'm just yeah but i'm i'm just saying like let's hope that whatever issues that is between the two mainly on wwe's part that can improve like like you said the, the communication and then also the the uh the direction for him
1: yeah but even if he does leave i mean it would suck for him to leave but even if he does he had a great second time around with this run with um the work he did in NXT. Oh
0: absolutely more than the first yeah, so man. Then. Absolutely. I just the thing is, yeah, it just it really it just it numbs me how and he's not in control of it, nobody was, is that he you know, he wins the War Rumble twenty twenty, he you know, and then then we have the the pandemic. He did a great job with the title it's just that it wasn't with like it wasn't like a authentic title reign because there was no fans
1: yeah and, and his case is another example of how they've um they've sacrificed like so many dudes who them winning the title would have been a great moment it would have been the perfect setting perfect scenario but they sacrificed it in favor of just keeping the title on roman for as long as they have they sacrificed Edge at WrestleMania two right. years ago. Then they sacrificed Drew at Clash of the Castle. And then they sacrificed Cody at WrestleMania. It's kind of the opposite yeah. in the sense where, like, when Roman was a good guy, they were sacrificing all the other good guys in favor of Roman and keeping Roman strong. And now, in the opposite scenario where Roman's a bad guy, yeah. they're sacrificing all the other good guys who, like, if they were to get a win over Roman and win the title, it would be a big deal, a big moment. And I would set that next dude up but they're sacrificing those dudes in favor of still keeping Roman strong. Right. And also, I haven't watched SmackDown yet, but yes, I did find out that at Night of Champions, even though they said all the titles would be on the line, they're going to do Roman and Solo against Sammy and Kevin Owens for the tag titles.
0: Oh, boy, after watching that promo, dude. Um, I
1: haven't watched it yet. Don't spoil it for me.
0: I'm not, I'm not, I'm just how the way they're doing it, bro. You already know there's going to be dissension.
1: You already know, like, this whole thing is dissension all over the place.
0: Yeah, but it's very clear and adamant, adamant, how, what I saw.
1: And I still maintain, like, after what I said on, on our podcast, like, after WrestleMania, they better have a damn good plan and damn good payoff lined up for this whole thing because... It's been over a month, and uh, that decision yeah. of what they did at WrestleMania still feels like a dumb idea.
0: I feel you. I'm, I'm the same way too, though, but I'm just...
1: If they make up for it, if, yeah. if they make up for it and have a great story and great payoff lined up, then, yo, I'll give them credit. I'll, I'll take take it all back. But until then, and if they don't pull it off that way, they deserve to be criticized for that shit until the end of time.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. So,
1: yes, in two weekends from now, Memorial Day weekend, we do have Night of Champions as well as AEW Double or Nothing. And actually, I heard Double or Nothing isn't even sold out. There's still, like, a lot of good tickets available. Are you serious? Yeah, it's not pushing the tickets that you would think it would.
0: Oh, wow. Not like yeah. last year. They were pushing it. Jesus.
1: Yeah, but should be a fun show regardless. I think they're probably going to do um the start of the Owen Hart Cup tournament is going to start at the show it's not going to end at the show like last year it's going to start there and it's going to culminate on july 15th in canada oh for real, what part of canada i want to say calgary but i'm not sure i know it's somewhere in canada but i'm not exactly sure oh okay yeah, all right bro but anything else you want to get into tonight
0: not a um, not really just um yeah um catch up with smackdown it was a very good show in my opinion Uh, watch that segment between the Bud line. And, yeah, um, you're really going to see how things get rolling after this, man. So, uh, yeah. But um, I am actually kind of looking forward to Night of Champions. I ain't going to lie.
1: I'm sure it'll still be fun. I mean, those Sweet Saudi Money shows have gotten better the last couple years.
0: (laughs) Sweet Saudi Money. (laughs) You know it's so funny. Kirk, before I go, I was actually yeah. watching a very a, a classic movie. I was watching a movie called uh, Lawrence of Arabia. Have you ever heard of it? Didn't see it. No. You Ever heard of it though?
1: I want to say yes, but it does not ring in a bell right now.
0: Okay, yeah, but it's a very good movie. So when you talk about the Arabs, I'm thinking about Lawrence of Arabia. It's a it's a war movie. It's an old war movie though, but it's super good. But yeah, that uh, <laughs> those Arabs. Yeah, speaking of a, the show, yeah. Of- they,
1: Speaking of a solid movie, I watched this movie the other day called This Boy's Life with Robert De Niro and Leonardo DiCaprio.
0: Mm.
1: Where basically um Robert De Niro is um marries Leonardo DiCaprio's mom. Like this is when Leonardo DiCaprio was a teenager, it was still young. This is like in '93. Where like oh, Leonardo okay. DiCaprio's like mom marries Robert De Niro, and then Robert De Niro turned out to be like super abusive and super. And like a huge asshole and he's like always fucking with Leonardo DiCaprio and always like beating him up and fucking with him and he's also like fucking with the wife too and he's just a miserable piece of shit old fuck that's the best way I could describe his character in the movie and I gotta say out of all like the gangster characters and whatever that Robert De Niro has played over the years by far that movie is the most unlikable character he has ever played are you serious no redeeming qualities whatsoever like I, I was like boiling throughout that whole movie watching this dude. Where I'm like, "Yo, this dude!" Fucking even worse, sucks. even
0: even fucking even sucks. worse than his performance, even worse than a uh, Cape Fear.
1: They're neck and neck. They're neck and neck. He's he's a he's a despicable old fuck in this movie, bro. I would say if I could describe him in any way, he would be the stereotypical Trump supporter. Oof. Yeah, it's crazy, man. Like, they, they did that movie together all those years ago when, like, Leo was still relatively young. And, yo, Leo was good even when he was young back then. Mm. Yo, but, yeah, good stuff. But, yeah, that movie will get you heated. So heated, you'll be ready to jump into that TV and fuck his ass up the way that Sean fucked up Vincent WrestleMania 22. Holy crap. Yeah, hit his ass with a chair and then fucking put a trash can over him and elbow his ass to the announced the freaking table off a ladder
0: Dang.
1: and then take the fucking trump hat and just like throw it in his face all right but anyway i think i've said enough but yeah so
0: <laughs>
1: we have night of champions and also double or nothing coming up in several weeks among other wrestling shit that'll probably be going on as the weeks go on and stay tuned to us because we're going to be breaking you off with that shit our, our interesting perspectives on it and what we do predict will happen going forward and For John Randall, this is Kirk Cadet for another edition of The Clash of the Champions. We will see you guys next time. Take care. God bless. And even though they lost tonight, I will still say this. Go Knicks. Have a good night.
0: Okay. Peace.